Welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary, a podcast about documentaries you should watch, obviously, with your host, Adam Todd Brown, Jess McDonald, and Mon Rock. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to You Should Watch This Documentary. Why did all of them go off at once? And why is this a Latino every, radio station? Every sound effect I have went off all at the same time. I think I hit it too hard. There we go. We have a whole we have a whole series of sound effects. Got the Howard Dean scream, Intensity Eagle flies through the room whenever there's conflict, intention. We got it all. There was a Howard Dean scream sound effect. Oh my God! You make one mistake in your life, <laughs> and it was barely a mistake. I know the guy was just excited. It's oh, it's terrible. Remember when I don't want to be on this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when looking stupid in public could end an election? Like, uh. Those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. We need those days back. Yep. Or actually, we needed them back about 18 months ago. Yeah, it's a little late now. Yeah. A lot late, are, late, late now. It's very late. Uh, Howard <laughs> Dean should have sued the media. He should have sued the media. That's right. That, hey, oh my God, that ties into what we're talking about today. Speaking of media. Holy buckets. We're talking about Nobody Speak, Trials of the Free Press, which is on Netflix. That This podcast is doing really well so far, and the one complaint I get is, can you tell us uh, where to find these documentaries? It's like Google can. Like <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I forget, but that's such a minor oversight. Just throw it in your Google machine. My favorite response when people ask me, oh, where is it? It's on the corner of <laughs> Google and Yahoo. <laughs> Just on there. Where do you think we're, we're not paying for these? It's on the corner of Google and MapQuest. <laughs> no, we smuggled them in on VHS. <laughs> Call back. I you didn't sh- realize MapQuest was not a thing anymore. Is it not? I still it's use not? it. I didn't know that. People use Google directions. Oh, I use MapQuest. Oh, oh no, yeah, I use Google Maps. Yeah. I don't use MapQuest. Yeah, what? No one uses MapQuest. You but still me. have a Hotmail? <laughs> I do have Hotmail. <laughs> I love that whenever someone just out of the blue has still has a hotmail because every time the first time they email you, there's a tag at the end that says, don't judge me for still using hotmail. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I am or you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't even put that at the end. It's too late. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about Nobody Speak, Trials of the Free Press. This is on Netflix. And boy, is it a bummer. It uh, it's. It's about a few different things. It's at least about two different stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first and most important is it's about the Hulk Hogan versus Gawker lawsuit, which what was everyone's thoughts on that lawsuit when it first happened? I just thought, wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. 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 He was awarded how much? $140 million. That's a lot of money. That's a whole lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, I remember when it was happening, I remember there was like a kind of a general consensus among people that they were like, people were just like, eh, 
Gawker's garbage. They deserve it. And even back then, I was kind of like, no, not really. Well, like, well, I am vehemently opposed to taking private video of or recordings of people having sex, saying the N-word or whatever it is they may yeah. be doing and using it to defame them. I, I just... Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't think that's okay I, That at is all. not okay. Yeah. That is not okay to do that because... Well, where do you go next then? You know, um, you make a racist joke in the privacy of your own home to your wife, yeah. and then you find out your wife is actually an employee of one of these billionaires who was paid to be your wife and, exactly. and, and record you <laughs> in your most vulnerable moment. <laughs> and then, boom, you're all over the media. You've lost your job. You've lost your livelihood. Not cool. Not cool. You can't do that because racism is here to stay. It sure is. It is. Everybody needs a safe place. <laughs> Everybody needs a safe place where they can go, you know what? Fuck these people. Yeah. But you can't say, fuck these people, and then kill them. That's illegal. That, that part is illegal. That part is illegal. I looked it up before the podcast. <laughs> Me and Mon Rock talk about this all the time. Just constantly. Uh, yeah, it was, I, I remember at the time there was a lot of, well, this is kind of what Gawker deserves for doing that. And that's, that's not completely inaccurate. Like they, they deserved something yeah, yeah. for this and the way they handled the lawsuit, they didn't do themselves any favors. No, they made themselves look really, really yeah. bad and they kind of escalated the situation yeah. pretty horribly. Yeah. And, uh, but then it, when you start when I, I started reading the details about it, which is kind of what the first two thirds of this documentary is about, it gets a little murkier in yeah. terms of whether this was uh, really warranted. Uh, so we'll just uh, we'll we'll go through it. I'll try not to give the entire thing away like I did last episode. Yeah, but how about that? You should have you should have watched. <laughs> you should have just known to watch yeah. that. That is the literal title of this <laughs> podcast is you should watch this documentary but do people need to watch the documentary before they listen to this podcast if they don't want to have chuck norris versus communism spoiled <laughs> for them, they sure do. because <laughs> i got excited talking about that plot last time around no they don't need to but it's i mean it it, it helps i guess this is it could go either way either you take this as a recommendation or you watch it first and you you follow along with us yeah, I should have called this, you should have watched this documentary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wrong with you? So, uh, yeah, this, it starts out with uh, talking about the, the Hulk Hogan trial. and It ropes you right in in the beginning. Yeah. They show this guy, AJ, who was the editor. In, Editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief of uh, Gawker. And he's looking at his bank account, and he's got like a $230 million hole. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then he's like, and the bank says, we will charge you $0 fees for oh, this. Oh, that was nice and he of was that. like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah too, but it, can't he just get another bank account? <laughs> I think that's because I had a, a weird tax thing once where the state of California put a levy on my bank account. And I called my accountant and was like, you know, what can I do to keep them from taking all this money at once? He was like, get a different bank account. Just open a different bank account. And then, you know, just take your money out of that one, and then you'll just buy yourself some time to negotiate with them. And I was like, oh, where's that the, worked. Where's the off-topic alert? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the off-topic okay. alert. 
So uh, yeah, it 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 starts with with the trial. There's a scene right in the beginning where Hulk Hogan's walking into court and uh, someone shouts a question at him and he goes, I'm getting ready for another title shot. It's like, motherfucker, you can't walk. Like He's he has, hobbling into the court. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm getting ready to go back out there. It's like, we get that you're broke, but Jesus, make some money on this documentary maybe. <laughs> but uh, in the early part, I thought all of this would be kind of, uh, like it, it, it felt like filler, but there's all these scenes of Hulk Hogan talking about like his character and all the aspects of the character. He said Hulk Hogan was known for having a full head of hair, which no. I never <laughs> saw that. No, yeah, that never happened. Like, not since like the 70s maybe. But uh like there's uh they go into a lot of detail to set up the character of Hulk Hogan and how big he was in the 80s. And it's what we later find out is that they're setting up what turns out to be a pretty brilliant defense that I, th- I think is why Gawker, Gawker lost. But in the early part, there's a few things that come up in these different montages. One of them that especially bothered me, there's a scene where Jimmy Kimmel is lecturing this Gawker writer about fat shaming Kevin Costner. And he's like, well, I guess when you're in hell... It's like, you're Jimmy Kimmel. You do the exact same shit. It's just you're not a blogger, so you think you're somehow above it? It's like, I get so mad talking I don't know about why, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know why you hate Jimmy Kimmel so much. I find him one of the most honest, genuine people in show business. I just I disagree so hard. <gasps> just so hard. Oh, God. I'm like the exact opposite. We should do a fight cast about Jimmy Kimmel sometime. <laughs> Just argue about that guy. So the the way this start or the way this this whole Hulk Hogan thing happens is AJ Delero gets a tape in the mail, which is uh, Hulk Hogan uh, having sex with a woman, brother, his friend's wife, his yeah. friend Bubba the Love Sponge. <sighs> Hulkamania is running wild on Bubba the Love Sponge's wife in this video. To paraphrase the Hulkster, that was his phrase. What are you gonna, what you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Snap into a slim jam. <laughs> that was Randy the Macho Man Savage. Oh, damn it! He died in like the the real life version of snapping into a slim jim. He had a heart attack while driving and wrapped his car around a tree. Wait, I thought Hulk Hogan did one of those commercials. No, it wasn't him. That's what I knew him from. (laughs) (laughs) He did a deodorant commercial. Um, Yeah, he did a deodorant commercial. He had a chance to be the spokesman for the George Foreman grill and passed on it to uh, be the spokesperson for some bullshit juicer. It's like good. That didn't work out. Good career decision. I obviously can't tell these white trash guys apart. (laughs) Racist. (laughs) Total racist. It's the same reason I don't watch Game of Thrones. It's a bunch of white people who look alike, sound alike. I cannot tell them apart. I still like it. They need some diversity in that cast. Well, they do. No, that's absolutely true. Just, I mean, I, I just so it, it's easier for me to follow. Like I, <laughs> as with anything else, it's just my concerns in mind there. So, yeah, they AJ Delario gets this letter, and, or gets this video, and he decides to post it, which right there questionable choice already it's a questionable choice and they're making this argument like oh it's newsworthy it's not though what somebody does in their bedroom is not anybody's business and if it's two consenting adults like let's not right and 
they they decide to post it. They get a cease and desist letter, and they're just kind of like, "Yeah, fuck you. We can. This is news. We can run this." And it's like, man, is this the hill you want to die? That on? was a gross oversight. That was a poor decision. Yeah, I mean, they they couldn't have known what was what was coming. But I love how they have the audacity to call themselves journalists. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Your gossip columnist. When they zoomed in on one of the articles, a lot was spelled as one word. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't notice. You didn't. That. That's the That's first amazing. thing I noticed. <laughs> That is not journalism. Uh, so at this point, we're uh, let's talk about our favorite subjects because at this point, my favorite subject in this whole documentary pops up, and that is Hulk Hogan's lawyer. <laughs> not his wig. His Hulk Hogan's lawyer in his his piece. His circa 2010 Justin Bieber wig. <laughs> Which is the least convincing thing in this entire documentary. We hear crazy arguments in court, and nothing seems more disingenuous than this dude's hair. Florida is such a look. Yeah, yeah. It's the state is a look. Yeah. Yeah. That that his whole legal team is just Florida as yeah. fuck. I mean, he lives in Clearwater. That's where Scientology is based. Yeah. Like anyone willingly living in Scientology town without being a Scientologist. Not great. Yeah, yeah. You're making questionable choices. Um, I live next to the Scientology Center here. Oh, do you? <laughs> Which one? Aren't there? The one in Hollywood. Oh, the, the big one. The Hollywood one. Every time I drive by, I roll down the win- window and yell, Sea Org, Sea Org. <laughs> we should, uh, for one of these, we should do my Scientology movie, which yes. is a documentary that just came out that's really good it's i'm definitely in guy basically reenacting stories he's heard about scientology because scientology won't let him come in and film so he's like i'm just gonna get actors and we're just gonna, like we're gonna get ex-scientology people to redo it it's pretty good anyway mon rock the on-track police getting us back on track so yeah the that lawyer is by far my favorite character in this because or favorite subject because he's also trying to be so honest about or he's like he doesn't want to admit what's happening here which we later find out which is that someone's really funding this whole thing for a whole other reasons and he's really trying to sell this as no it's just a just a violation man hulk hogan didn't like it and meanwhile like hulk hogan's like doesn't seem that broken up about this like he went on howard stern and talked about it and like this lawyer is just really sticking to his guns like no, this was a violation and nothing else to it. I mean, good for the lawyer. Yeah, like, I mean, that's he, he what did a, a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was he was an interesting character, and boy, they interviewed him a lot. Yeah. Like he through was the whole thing, one of the main talking heads in this thing, and you just had to see that wig every, every time. And I couldn't pay attention to what he was saying because I just wanted to adjust it for him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was so intense. I bet it was heavy and smelled kind of musty, and oh. <laughs> What was uh? Who was your favorite subject in this? Uh, John L. Smith because he is a hero and oh, I love yeah. him and I just want to hug him and I want to hug his daughter and I yeah I might get emotional if I keep talking yeah we'll we'll talk about John L. Smith yeah we'll get to him near the end he's the the second half of this about the Las yeah. Vegas Review Journal which is also a bonkers terrifying story who was your who was your favorite subject in this Mon Rock so we don't give the whole plot away. Well, I was going to say Hulk Hogan, but clearly I don't even know who he is. 
the Slim Jim guy. <laughs> the Slim Jim guy. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I love how what he was trying to establish in court that he himself, Terry Balea, Balea yeah. is his name, uh, was a separate private entity from the public figure, Hulk right. Hogan. And he said, you see, Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch penis. Yeah. Terry Balea does not. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> They really asked him some uncomfortable questions, but I felt like that was a great defense. Yeah, or yeah. it wasn't really a defense because he wasn't on trial. Right. Like he was the one doing the prosecuting. But I felt like they made a strong argument there in that because the. But he always appeared as Hulk Hogan. But that was his. But, but that was his rationale. Just when he was going grocery shopping, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. I guess I don't. Because, yeah, that's the thing. He also did that reality show where he... he Wasn't it Hogan Knows Best? Yeah. I might have watched that. So was oh, that yeah, Terry Belea Knows yeah, Best? Yeah, see, that's the or... thing. So, but but they, the, they kind of go for the argument. And his argument is that, you know, I, I appear in public as Hulk Hogan, but what happened on that sex tape, that wasn't Hulk Hogan. That was Terry Belea. And that is a violation. Well, he looked like a lot like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like the guy from the Slim Jim commercials. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his argument is just that, you know, that's a separate thing and that should be protected. And Gawker's argument was, no, he's Hulk Hogan and he's talked about his dick and everything. And that's where this scene comes up where basically the defense is like, so you don't have a 10 inch dick? And he's like, no, Hulk Hogan does. Mine's very small. (laughs) And that's why he won. Sad. Yeah. And I think then the jury was like, oh, fuck. We got to give this guy money now. And yeah, that that becomes kind of the the crux of the argument is is Hulk Hogan are Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea separate? And the reason I feel like it's a good argument is you wouldn't ever be able to argue that like uh, I don't know who's an actor that's been really typecast into one role. Well, Matthew McConaughey until recently. Yeah, like you couldn't like you wouldn't be able to say, well, Matthew McConaughey is this character and we've heard him talk about this character. So in public, he's that character. No, he's an actor. Right. And the difference is Hulk Hogan's act has to be taken outside of just the wrestling ring and outside of the show. Right. He's a cartoon character everywhere he goes. Right. Because of the nature of wrestling and kayfabe, which is the, you know, you have to keep up the illusion that this is all real and you all hate each other. By the way, I found out wrestling was fake when I was a kid because there were two wrestlers who very much hated each other and they got arrested on the way to a match at Madison Square Garden in the same limo with a bunch of cocaine. So as like a nine-year-old kid, I was like, wait, why were they in the same limo? And my dad had to like sit me down and be like, look, this shit isn't real. Oh, and even as a kid, I was like, oh, okay, fuck this then. I don't want to watch you that. Know what, you know what else is fake? The fights on Million Dollar Listing. What? Yeah, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> I did not know that. I haven't ever watched it. You've never, okay. Me neither. Right. Okay, sorry. Let's talk about it for 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, one of the other, uh, I think the most... Let's talk about our the most infuriating moment in this. Because for me, as good as the Las Vegas Review Journal stuff is, I almost feel like that should have been at the beginning. Yeah. Because it's not as eventful as the Hulk Hogan stuff. Right, but it right. is 
It's a story. I, to be honest, after the Hulk Hogan um, uh, story, I fell asleep. Yeah, it's... And I, then I had to rewatch. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting story, but it was a weird way yeah. to end it. Like, it could have ended with the Peter Thiel stuff, which yeah. we'll get to, but... But I kind of think that they set it up that way so that you're... You, you hate Gawker in the beginning and you're like, well, maybe they're doing the right thing and like you're on Hulk Hogan's side and then as it goes, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And like, you, if you... If you switched it, yeah, it might have made it more compelling as it goes, but you don't have the oh fuck moment in the middle. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it is. You are right. Yeah, it is a good kind of follow up example of this not being like a one time thing. Right, because they were they were all good people in the second half, or right. they appear to be. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have that oh hell no moment <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part was great. Yeah, what I think the the most infuriating or troublesome moment for me is when AJ Delero is giving his deposition and they're like, well, what videos wouldn't you ever post? And he was like, I don't know, man, like uh, a child sex tape. And they were like a child of what age? Under what age? Yeah. Under what age? And he goes, I don't know. Four. I don't know. Four. Like, Dude, don't answer that. Just say a child. You know what a child means? Like under what age? He was just and being a dick. Yeah, but he, don't, but don't yeah. be a dick in a yeah, deposition. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. thing that's the wrong time to do it. That is not something you want to answer for an open court. No. Like, oh, if it's a six-year-old, it's fine. No. And he even tried tried to defend he, that. And he goes, "I was obviously kidding." Like that's where people make jokes <laughs> in court. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, he was he was yeah, a mess. Like even if Gawker doesn't like even if at some point you kind of start feeling bad for them, they still really handled this shit terribly. Yeah. Like oh, they yeah. were really cocky about it. Oh, Nick and- Denton was such a douche. Yeah. When he was accused of um being mean spirited, he says, You know what? People accuse me of being mean spirited, but the world is mean sometimes. Like, yeah. no, you're putting negativity out into the right. world. Right. Yeah, right. because yeah. Gawker was kind of the start of that sort of blogging style, I guess. Even like Perez really Hilton snarky. stopped once he had a kid. He yeah. realized what life was about. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, oh, I'm a horrible person. I need to work on myself. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. But Nick Denton, even yeah. after going down, he's still swinging. He's still at it, Yeah. So the the uh, the the next kind of, kind of the middle section of this documentary introduces Peter Thiel, and if you've looked into this Hulk Hogan Gawker case, uh, you know what Peter Thiel brought to it, which was money and a fucking grudge, because at one point Gawker had uh, well. By the way, just to give everyone background, Peter Thiel is like a uh, like an investment fund guy. But just, he's a quintessential Silicon Valley guy. Yeah. I mean, if you were to envisage one of those guys. There's actually, he, there's a character on Silicon Valley, the first season, based on him. And the actor who played him died of cancer, so they killed off the character. But there is actually, the, the character who dies the first season of Silicon Valley is based on Peter Thiel. And he's... He is he's, it. He's a character, man. He's a nut. Like he, He's kind of crazy. He's got a crazy look in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't look right. He's got a lot of weird ideas about moving to islands and 
And here's your drinking game. I would drink every time he stuttered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every time he was asked a question, he was like, well, uh, uh, see, uh, uh, the thing is, uh, n- no, no, I, I, I didn't. Scocker. Scocker is bad. Yeah. And now we get shut down by Peter Thiel. Oh, shit. Shit. But this article that came out, I haven't uh, I haven't read it, but what happened is someone basically outed Peter Thiel as gay on Gawker. And I haven't read the article, but to hear the person explain it, they weren't so much outing him as just kind of writing about a a culture within the tech industry that doesn't allow people to out themselves. My brother But also I'm like, yeah, maybe not. My brother in law works for a dot com and uh they're all guy bro, they're they're programmers. <laughs> there's a new there's a new breed of um tech person. The bro the bro is getting into the, the programming <coughs> industry. And so anytime any one of them would be like, Hey, can can I can I get a glass of water or uh, could you get me a glass of water? The the whole team would go gay Oh I wonder why Peter Thiel didn't want people yeah. to know he was gay. Uh, yeah. I mean like I don't like Peter Thiel. I don't agree with how he handles things. Yeah. But don't go around outing people. I don't care what the rest of the article says. Don't do that. That's not okay. As somebody, like, I know it's different, but as somebody who was outed in middle school when everybody's their cruelest yeah. to a really small town, like, I feel very defensive over that. Like, yeah. don't do that to people. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was at best a very misguided decision. Yeah. Especially in light of what it led to. Like, do you think that guy knew that when he was writing that article? Like, this is going <laughs> to destroy Gawker someday. <laughs> like, ugh, rough. But uh, yeah, he writes this article, and Peter Thiel gets very angry about it and just kind of holds this grudge forever against Gawker. What, eight years? He just hangs yeah. on to that grudge? And then all of a sudden, uh, Gawker's legal team starts noticing there's a really key moment in this where... Uh, Gawker or Hulk Hogan's legal team drops one charge and because they dropped that charge Gawker's insurance didn't cover the lawsuit anymore and it made AJ Delaro and Nick Denton personally responsible emotional for whatever distress winnings. it fell under yeah. personal injury yeah. or something like that so they dropped that clause yeah they did that was that was what was special about this lawsuit is those are moves and ideas that come from a legal team that you have put a lot of money into. Yeah. Like those aren't normal tactics that you see, especially in a case like this, because the point they bring up is it costs Hulk Hogan a lot of money. Like if with the insurance in place, he stood to make a lot more money from this. But for some there reason... There was no incentive on, right. on his part. Right. The only, the only incentive there is that you want to destroy the company. Right. And that's the point where they start looking into it and thinking there's someone with more money in it. And that's when Peter Thiel comes up. And uh, that that part is fascinating. There's there's a lot of background about the, the article that outed him and just his, you know, there, there's a whole profile of Peter Thiel. And it's super interesting. At first I thought Bubba and Hulk Hogan convened because Hulk was out of money. Yeah. Let's release this video and 
try to get something out of it. Right. So who, I don't, I'm just wondering what happened at the outset. Did P- Peter Thiel go to Hulk Hogan or? I think once he had filed the lawsuit, they make it seem in the documentary, like once he filed that lawsuit, Peter Thiel approached them and was just like, I will give you any money you need to fucking destroy these people. I just wonder if, if Hulk Hogan was in on it, releasing the video. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, well, the there is that part in the documentary where he gets all distraught about his friend, about finding out his friend is the one who released it. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Yeah, he could be, <laughs> he's, he could be making it up. Yeah. He is an actor. Yeah. Um, and But also, his lawyer in the beginning said that they, they, they wrote a letter to Gawker and said, listen, just take it down and we'll walk. Yeah. And Gawker didn't. And Gawker did. That was yeah. really. Why wouldn't you just take it down? Yeah, it's not. That's the thing. Too, but if is, that actually happened, then Hulk Hogan wasn't probably. In yeah. On it. Yeah. 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 That. And that's what the lawyer said. The, that's the, what he said. Yeah. The lawyer says that. He says, we sent him a letter and said, take it down. And they didn't do it. And yeah, it, it just seems like such a weird cause for Gawker to get behind that. Like, well, because they were even saying that it wasn't get, gaining that much traction anyway. Yeah. They were like, it wasn't even really that big of a, like, a news story. It wasn't that like paid attention to. And then all of a sudden this happened. And it's like, well, if it wasn't that much paid attention to, why didn't you just take it down? Yeah. yeah. Standards. It's principle, man. Not great principle. I hate when people say it's just the principle because it's never the fucking <laughs> principle. It is never the principle. I saw a girl the other day in my lobby she got locked out of her apartment, and if it's after hours, they charge you $25 to have someone come out and let you back in, which is kind of reasonable uh, if you've ever paid for a locksmith. And she just stormed off and was like, I'm not paying that. I'm like, you're locked out of your apartment. Where are you going? I don't know. That was off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Way off topic. We'll get back on track. So, yeah, if I mean, I think everyone knows how this part of the story ends. We won't surprise anyone by telling them Gawker loses <laughs> and they lose big, really big. But something that I don't think comes up in this, and I read this back when this was happening, one of the other things that happens at the end of that lawsuit is Gawker gets this judgment filed against them. And normally when that happens, you get to appeal it. And they tried that. And Hulk Hogan's legal team got the judge to agree that they had to pay the fine first and then appeal it. And at that point, once you pay the fine, you don't have money to pay for a legal team to challenge it. So that's... And that's what put them under. Wait. Oh, so they're now defunct. Yeah. Gawker is done. They sold off all of their like Jalopnik and Jezebel yeah. and all those sites that were Gawker sites. They sold off to... See, that's kind of great. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is... It is and it isn't. It obviously sense, isn't, but... It's, it's just, it sets such a scary precedent that if you have enough money and a vendetta against a media outlet, because next time it won't necessarily be Gawker outed someone for being gay... Maybe it'll be uh, they post something just, very scandalous about the president. Right. Or just this, um, the second story, just reporters trying to do their job. Yep. Right. Yeah. The, the, the second half of this is about the Las Vegas Review Journal, which uh, it was uh, just a newspaper, I guess, like a kind of a left-leaning newspaper. 
And one day all the reporters are there and the boss shows up and says, hey, we've been sold. Uh, and the reporters go, to who? Who are the investors? And they are like, don't worry about who. Just do your job. Yeah. What? And they're like, oh, we're about to do our job. <laughs> and these motherfuckers investigate who bought their paper and then publish a story about it. And it's uh, it's a great story. Like, it's it's a good example of how journalism is supposed to work. But at the same time, Sheldon Adelson still owns that newspaper. Yeah, he still, he still bought his them out and ruined everything. Yeah, his yeah, son. yeah. And Sheldon Adelson is a figure in the history of Las Vegas. He's a businessman. Uh, probably kind of corrupt. And this newspaper had been kind of his main antagonist his whole life. And instead of just continuing to fight with them, he just decides, hey, I'm just going to buy you and then I'll tell you what you can and can't write. And that's also not how the free press is supposed to work. Yeah, not at all. But we're also a capitalist country, so... It's kind of the way things have always been. Yeah, yeah. It's not... Like, he's certainly not unique in buying a newspaper and using it to or control the media. buying a politician. Right. Or buy- I mean, this guy accumulated $33.4 billion in one lifetime. He grew up in a low-income family in Boston. That's crazy. And he has $33.4 billion. Yeah, this is why the rich hate the poor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're totally. Like, they're just like, this is America. Anyone can make money. Just make more money. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, that is exactly why. Um, and yeah, this. Uh, <clears throat> so they, they end up writing this story. They find out, like you said, that it's his son-in-law. It's Adelson's son-in-law who bought it. And they're like, let's publish the story. And they send it to their publisher and never hear back about whether they can publish it. And God love them, they just do it. They just, They're just yeah. like, man, fuck it. it. <laughs> this is going up. Even though it compromised all of their jobs. All but one. Yeah. All yeah. but one. Yeah, it pretty much cost everyone their job. And it was all the good journalists that they had there. Like the yeah. re- like all yeah. their best writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then they, they tell the story of John Smith, which is, oh. man. This guy, basically, he wrote a few lines about Sheldon Adelson in a book like five years before, and uh, Sheldon Adelson decides to file a lawsuit for defamation. And this guy's daughter had, did she have cancer? Like, yeah, she had yeah, brain, yeah. brain cancer. And Sheldon Adelson comes to him and is like, look, if you'll just say publicly that you meant to defame me, I will pay all of your daughter's medical bills. And he's like, Nope. Fuck you. And that is such a great story because that's what like that's what a journalist is supposed to be. And it was so did the daughter I don't remember did the daughter No, live? she's she, yeah, she's, she's okay. She's okay. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah, so that's part. So he didn't kill her. So that part's important. Yeah, he didn't kill her by yeah, making yeah, this yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, that was uh that was a really And then he ended up having of, to resign. Yeah, yeah, cuz he but, he was basically working for this guy now. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. But he did the right thing. And to do the right yeah. thing in the face of your daughter being that sick and still mm-hmm. do it. It's just like, wow. I, he's my hero. Like, he's my new ultimate hero. Gotta say. Yeah, that guy was great. And you could tell he was probably just a really fascinating person to yeah, talk he had, to. Yeah, I mean, he had integrity. He was, yeah. he was just one of those guys yeah incredible i kind of want to read his book now too. we're all getting yeah. emo in here yeah. Yeah. 
John L. Smith. And then not the Mormon, not the Mormon, <laughs> different John Smith. John Smith founded the Mormons. And then that's let's talk about that for then 25 that's minutes. Speech, Las Vegas, my favorite place in the world. Oh yeah, he gives that speech. It's fucking that guy's great. That it's, I mean, that's a good ending to that documentary because it at least gives you hope that people aren't giving up. But it is a dark time for journalism. That's for sure. Well, it only sort of ends on the happy note. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't like that. That's that's a good way to to close out. Yeah. But it. Yeah. I mean, I won't give the whole plot away no. this time. I guess people get weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But uh, yeah, the the Las Vegas Review Journal section. It's it's interesting. I think you're right that they did probably tack that on to make it. Yeah. Clear that this isn't a This thing. is where we're headed, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. where we're headed. Yeah. And the Gawker thing wasn't. And they did that montage of Trump. Oh, yeah, the Trump. The, no, the... I will not. No, I will not answer that question. No, I will not. It's like a five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I blocked that out that it ends on Trump. Yeah, because that is kind of where this is headed. When you see, like, they show a, a montage of him at rallies and he's like pointing out the media in the back. At one point, he names a woman by name yeah. and is like, she's right there. Yeah. And you see all of his supporters like turning around and like screaming at these people. And it's fucking terrifying. And that's like his main talking point these days is the media is corrupt and evil and they're the enemy and they need to be stopped. And that's this. I think the point of this documentary is that that. It's not that we could get there. It's that we're already we're there. We're there. there. We're there. And it's just a matter of how bad we let it get. And uh, scary stuff. Really scary stuff. So uh, on that note. On that note, uh, let, let's go through some of the questions. Did anyone come up with a drinking game answer for this? Um, my, uh, well, it's drink anytime you get anxious, basically. Basically, anytime it makes you anxious about the world around you, it's another one of those. But then at the montage of Trump at the end, take a Xanax. Just please just take a Xanax and go to bed. Go to sleep. It's fine. Wake up in the morning. Pretend you didn't watch it. Who was your favorite character? I still like that lawyer. That guy guy had... But I I do agree John Smith was... Yeah, John Smith is is everything. Yeah. Go for the hero this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. what was something you learned that you didn't know before? What is I don't I don't think I actually answered that one. Did I learn anything from this? Um I don't know that I really I think this is kind of an old did. story. Yeah, yeah it's kind rich of a, people control the world. I guess I didn't know yeah. the story with Adelson and all that, so I can yeah. I can say that's what I like that part I didn't yeah. know anything about. So well, I'll, I'll go with that. The moral of the story is uh, make more money. Yeah, clearly. That, yeah, that's the moral. I think yeah. that's been the moral a couple times already. Yeah, that is- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right? Make more money. Well, 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 didn't we end on don't be poor? Yeah, just- that was <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. Oh man, I'm running out of material, guys. Let's just change the just, name of this podcast yeah. to "Don't Be Poor." Yeah, 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 yeah. That is kind of the gist of most of the documentaries we've done so yeah. far. Herbalife. Uh, Herbalife. Not really the red pill. No. Uh, uh. That, that one was, <laughs> don't be a man. Yeah. Don't be a man or you will be oppressed. Or don't be so poor that you have to fund your documentary on Kickstarter. Yeah. So maybe still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe still don't be poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're ending on a good message. Yeah, don't be poor. Don't be poor, idiots. Duh. Problem solved. 
I think we're good. So uh, I don't know what uh, I don't know what documentary we're going to watch next. I just did that. I made that whole production at the end of the last episode. Like I got to keep. I remember to tell people what we're watching next. No clue. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we picked one yet. So I don't think we have. We could pick the Scientology one. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Let's do my sci- Is it called my Scientology movie? I think it is. It's on Netflix. Everybody. Yeah, my Scientology movie. Uh, 2017. It is on Netflix. We'll talk about that next. It's a uh, Louis Thoreau documentary, which he did another movie, and I can't think of what it was. But it was like an actual movie. I don't think it was a documentary. But uh, yeah, we'll watch that next next time. We'll talk about that. There's another really good one on Netflix that I want to talk about at some point called I think it's called Command and Control. And it's about, at some point in the 80s, when we had all our nuclear weapons stockpiled everywhere, one of them blew up in Arkansas uh, because a guy was in working on it, and he dropped a wrench, and it hits, it bounces on the floor, breaks a hole in this fucking nuclear missile, and they're trying to plug the hole, and it fucking blows, blows up. Did everyone know a nuclear bomb blew up? I did up not In know the that. south in the 80s, but it was still in the silo, so it didn't. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. Well, how many Maybe people? we'll talk about that one. Nobody. Nobody died oh. if that was what you were going to ask. All right. Well, who cares? Then? Which I, yeah, I know. That makes it, that does make it a little less interesting. But still cool that we survived that. Uh, okay. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Not God I. damn it, answer me. Uh, no, uh, I don't. Follow me on Twitter, but I actually do it this time. McJessie. Do not follow me on Twitter. Follow Monrock on Twitter. Do not. LinkedIn. I'm not taking any new followers. And to her home. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'll take all the new followers I can get at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one D. Just one. Makes me easier to Google. And it's my actual name. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown, and you should you should subscribe to the rest of our podcasts on Patreon.com/slash/unpops, or I will punch you in the mouth. Right, right. I think he stands alone on that one. Thank you. All right, let's get out of here. Jess, say goodbye. Bye. Come on, Rock, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.